Welcome to the podcast. This is Tim Sayers. And this is Lisa Sayers. And this is... Not just an old married couple. Well, welcome from the Jay Pritchett Recording Studio <laughs> here in our lovely home. We hope you had a good week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Yeah, it was really fun talking. They're just the cutest couple, aren't they? Timmy they and uh, Lauren. Yes. We had a good time talking to them. Yeah, we had a lot of people listen to. We did. We had, they skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they're already up to number three. So, yeah. But not far Our behind. third most listened to yeah, podcast. But not far behind number one and number two. So, yeah. They, uh, Haley and Matt are in number two. We're in number one, and I think they're both going to pass us. <laughs> I, and that's, I'm okay with that. I am too. I so, think it's great. Uh, so, we'd like for you to do, help us a little bit. Yeah. We would love for you to go out on to. Uh, Facebook to our page or Instagram, and you can write a recommendation or write a review, depending on the terminology of which yeah, site it is. I know on Facebook, right right toward the top, after where it says follow, it says write a recommendation or write a review, something like that. Yep, yep. Just and then, click on that. Yeah, and then on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor, you can go in there and write a review and give us five stars. Hopefully we've earned that. Yeah. So we'd love for you to give us uh, a rating out there and that helps us build our audience right and we hope this you know you may not know some of the couples that we talk to but we hope as you listen it just it gives you a smile for the week um maybe you know if, if you come up with a question you'd like us to ask somebody let us know you yeah. know we're we'd love to just hear some feedback absolutely yeah we, we'd like to hear your feedback uh, maybe a question we ask doesn't make any sense to you and and you you scratch your head every time we ask it. <laughs> Reminds me of the story of your dad who ate your mother's soup. Vegetable soup. Vegetable soup for 40 years. And then just last year, he told her what? He said, uh, it's not my favorite. <laughs> after 40 years. Or, or that he didn't really care for it. Yeah, after 40 like years of eating it. 40 he, plus years. Yeah, like... He finally told her. So uh, <laughs> let us know. Uh, we're always looking to improve uh, the podcast. We listen to ourselves every week. Yep. Which is scary. Sometimes. And, you know, as we listen to it, I always think of things, I don't know about you, but I think, oh, I should have asked this, or yeah. oh, I should have asked that, yep. and I wish I could go back and, and yeah. ask those things. So we're learning ourselves yeah. as we go through this process. Well, this week is momentous for you. I know. It's exciting for me. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what you're, you're doing. crazy. So, I go back to work this week. I've been what? working, well, sort of. I've been working from home. I think our last day at the office was March 18th. Something like it, yeah. So, set up at home, have been working every day, Monday through Friday. Well, this week, uh, they've kind of lifted some of the um, restrictions. restrictions. And so, we're going to have half of our group work Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. And I'll be in the group that works Tuesday, Thursday this week. We have our masks. Um, that we have to wear in the common areas. We don't have to wear them in our cubicle because right. we're just alone. Um, and then the following week you will come I'll do Monday, Monday Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll just alternate until they feel it's safe for everybody to come back. Yeah, so that's a big deal here in Texas. I mean, that's it's a lot of people going back. Yeah. Um, we were out Friday night and, you know, the traffic starting to pick up. Oh, yeah, we could Start, really tell that. We could really tell the traffic was picking up. Restaurants were busy. Now, they were still social distancing, um, but they were busy. Uh, takeout's still going very briskly. Oh, we went to Olive Garden, and the curbside delivery was rocking. I mean, yeah. could you see all their tickets laid out? I did, yeah. They, and they were like, 
looked like they had a rhythm. They just were yeah. really doing good. I, I think, you know, what this has done is made, you know, takeout was sort of always there, but it was a very small percentage of these restaurants' business. And I think now they're really looking to grow that. They're really looking to, for ways uh, to um, grow that business and find new revenue streams. So I, I think it's mm. good for them. And, you know, the strongest companies are going to survive that. Yeah. And I think there will still be people who are going to be very hesitant to go out, um, you know, depending on especially older couple or older people. Yes. Um, you know, they're a little more susceptible maybe to it or, you know, they'll just... Yeah, they won't They'll go out. Hesitant. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting from work perspective. You know, this so how work is transformed working yeah. from home. <laughs> so why is this such a good thing for you, well, honey? Then I'm working from home, and you're <laughs> not here, and we're not tripping over each other a little bit. I, I mean, don't think we are. It'll be nice for you to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at lunch, you'll you'll text to me and say, "What are we having for lunch?" I'm like, "Why do I have to well, decide lunch?" So here's here's why I asked that because. I have FOMO, fear of missing out, because <laughs> I am I am concerned that I will eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which is my staple, Okay. and then you're going to eat something that is so much better than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> You'll be jealous. I'll be jealous, like I should eat <laughs> that instead. I, I'm excited to go back to the office just to, one, to meet people. Yeah. I'm, I don't know any of the other invoicing specialists. I know Kristen, my manager, and... Mary, my boss, and Annie, uh, who does some kind of um, behind-the-scenes stuff of, for, with the computers and works for Mary. I'm probably not explaining her job well at all, <laughs> just because I really don't know. I know she does some stuff with computers. She's very smart. Yeah. Um, but I don't know anybody else. Yeah, and, and that's interesting. You know, like in, in my company that I work with, we've really worked to stay connected. We have multiple offices. We actually, in during the pandemic, started a new office and none of them, they, we don't have a physical office yet. They're all working from home and we're probably looking Q4, fourth quarter. So like October, November timeframe before we even get an office. So we've really utilized online meetings, video conferencing, where we have a physical, we're looking at each other every mm -hmm. day and you know, a couple of them were like, oh, I don't have a camera yet. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, we're getting you a camera because <laughs> it's not just about, you know, in this time, it's important to have human connection. And it's so easy to get disjointed as you're working with one another. You can interpret things wrong over email and chats. Oh, absolutely. And, and so it's really important that sometimes it's just get everybody on there. I remember one meeting in the morning, I said something and it, it just, it didn't come across right. So I gathered everybody back this afternoon, just clarified my point. And I think they appreci appreciated that because I want to make sure of that. But, you know, in this world, the online is so interesting and the dynamics has forced companies to move faster into technology than you they would You wonder how many will go away from offices and just from working from home, you yeah. know, to save money on that space. And Yeah, there's a few companies that are now saying permanently that if you're not if your job doesn't require you to work at the office, we're not going to require you to come to the office every day. Mm -hmm. Now they may have to come in once a week or once a month or once a quarter yeah. for meetings. Um, but yeah, I, I can foresee that, that there's some, I, I, I will tell you from our, you know, the company I'm in currently, what we've learned is we can operate not being in the office. Mm -hmm. And so it makes how we hire 
very differently. We don't have to hire everybody in a certain geographic right. area. We can really look for... Just for the best people. and Yeah, we have a new person starting tomorrow. He's going to work from his house in middle of nowhere, Kansas. Yeah. You know, and that was his description of where he lives, <laughs> by the way. Um, but it's it's a small town in the middle of Kansas, and he's going to do a great job for us. And and uh, But it, it opens up your horizon of who can get work. And it's not so much that you have to live in a big city right. to get those type of jobs now because telecommuting, and if it's a thought work, not physical work, that you can do that from anywhere. Right. And for me, I just started this job uh, March 3rd, I believe. Was yeah, you were like day. two, two and a half weeks in. Yeah, when we had to start working from home. So all these people got hired during this time of working yeah. from home. So, And I know the where I sat at work is now different. Um, I know because they've had to add... You know, re- reconfigure the office to fit everybody. So it's going to be like starting a new job again, I feel like. Just that I I don't have to learn all the information. You know, I, it's just going to be walking into something different, it feels like. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think you will like it. I'm I'm glad. I think you need to be in there because you can be a bit of a hermit. I can, yes. You know, a homebody. And so I think it's good for you to yeah. get out there and do that. I'm naturally, you know, friendly and I can... Meet people. I've, yeah, you know, I'm not. a little more shy, and yeah. although some people don't believe that about me, once they know me, yeah. you know. But when I first meet somebody, it takes me a while. I'm more of a sit back and kind of. You're, you're very. Your personality is reserved. Yes. And I'm. I'm much more out there. Yeah, and, I take yeah. after my dad that way, where we kind of can be wallflowers and just kind of yeah. take everything in and. Yeah, you know who's not a wallflower? My mother. No. <laughs> Our guest this week. So we have Robert and Carlin yes. on the podcast this week. We're excited that they're going to be here. Robert is my nephew, mm-hmm. uh, my sister Sarah's son. And they've been married uh, five and a half years now, I believe. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to talk to them. We know some of their love story. We've always been kind of involved in their life, I believe. And so, but it'll be neat to, you know, I'm sure there's going to be things we didn't know about that right. we're going to find out and it'll be exciting yeah we hope you enjoy this all right we are sitting with robert and carlin hurd and they're going to share their love story with us this week so we are going to start off with even though we know the information we want you to tell uh, the listeners where did you both grow up at well, I grew up in Virgie, Indiana, which is a very small town of probably 500 people. <laughs> we have a church, and that's about it. <laughs> and an annual fish fry, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually twice a year now, so. Oh, wow. It's big. <laughs> and I, I grew up in Rensselaer, Indiana, with one brother who still lives in Rensselaer. Okay. And we we. Me and Carlin now live in Goodland, a town of about 800 people. <laughs> and Carlin, uh, you have, what, just brothers, correct? Yeah, two brothers, two older brothers. Um, one lives in Great Mills, Maryland. He's married with two kids and then um, three, kids. three kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then my other brother, Eric, lives in Lowell, Indiana, um, and he just got married. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's neat. That's great. So now, and where did you go to high school at, uh, Carlin? 
I went to Kankakee Valley High School. Cougar. Mm. Yep. No, no. And Robert, where did you go? I went to Rensselaer. Yeah, and he's a and bomber. He's, yep, so we got two cougars against two bombers. <laughs> last week I was ganged up on. Yeah, last week it was all cougars. Yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable. I almost ended it right there. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. No. Got to have standards. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you guys first meet? Well, it's kind of a funny story, actually. Um, my friend at the time was dating Ryan, Robert's brother, and she needed some car work done. And Robert being the handyman, we took it over to the city um, garage, and he worked on it. And I kept thinking, oh, he's so cute, he's so cute, and all this stuff. <laughs> and um, I knew Mark, his best friend at the time. And so I told Mark that I thought he was cute, and Mark said, oh, really? <laughs> so he got it started. <laughs> That's when I get a text message from Mark on a Friday night at, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I was going to college at the time to work on the wind turbines. And I had a Saturday class at 7 a.m., I believe, which would have been 6 a.m. our time. And so I ended up sneaking out because I was living with mom and dad at the time. And I don't think mom knows this. (laughs) I snuck out of the house. And I think... Oh, we sat there and talked for hours. Ended up going back home around four in the morning, <laughs> going to school, or getting dressed and going to school. And uh, that was, I think, the last day I went to college because that's the day my teacher uh, was killed. Oh, he my. Felt the tower at school, and they ended the program. So, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't remember sad that. Sad day there. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. So how old were you at the time when you snuck out? Um, I was 20. 20? Oh, okay. You know what's funny is I, I can relate to that, being 20 and having yeah. to sneak out of the house. A lot of people who listen are probably like, well, you're 20, you just leave. Yeah. I don't know if it's maybe more respectful. <laughs> I think it's respect for your parents. Yeah. Because even when, we're, when we go home, if we stay with mom and dad... I always let them know, yeah. like, where we're going, when we're going to be home, just out of respect for them, you know, so that they're not worried or, you know. So I I can see that where you're sneaking out. That's funny. So so, so you go, you know, you meet for the first time. That's sort of a date. Not really, but sort of. So did you agree after you talked for several hours that you were going to start going out or what, what happened? I think that was in March, wasn't it? I think so. It was, I know there was snow on the ground, so it was probably like late February, early March. Yeah. And I didn't hear from him for a while, and I was like, I don't know if he's even interested in <laughs> <laughs> what his thoughts were. And so I texted him, I think, probably later that day, but we didn't really start getting to that point for quite a while. Yeah, I was, that would have been in March, and... Thanks to fake Facebook notifications, uh, we realized we've been dating for eight years. And tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Tomorrow. Yeah. So, so why didn't you call her right away? Was it because of what was going on with school and things of that <laughs> just nature? And figure just out what was going on with school. And I had just quit working at the dairy farm the summer before. And I'd worked there to save up money to go to college. And so... Then, you know, with everything going on, and I was working at the bowling alley, only making, barely making enough money to make my car payment. 
So, you know, that just trying to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah. So at what point did you ask her out? Uh, or did been, or did she ask you out? Well, I asked her. I remember I asked her to go to dinner and a movie. Yeah. So, you know, the classic date, they're in Rensselaer. Um, he, he always jokes, though, that on our first date, I was on a date with someone else. Because yeah. he had planned to ask me out to go to the drive-in movie theater. And I was going with Ryan's girlfriend at the time, Caitlin. And um, me and Caitlin were going to go with this guy that my mom wanted to hook me up with from her work (laughs) named Nestor. (laughs) So I was like, it's not anything like that. We're just friends. My mom wanted us to hang out, you know, those motherly obligations. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, our first date, I always tell her, was what she was with someone else and I was with work. (laughs) Oh, that's That's funny. funny. So yeah, after that, we just, we dated for a year and a half. Yeah. After about three months, four months, I knew I wanted to ask her to be my wife. And so that's how I started saving for a ring. Um, I ended up doing what I think is the smart thing, and I got the cheapest ring I could find. (laughs) And then when I did ask her to finally marry me, I told her she can actually pick out the ring she wants, because she never tense of what she wanted, what kind. (laughs) The one thing I knew is she did not want a diamond. Yeah. That's all I knew. Really? But I didn't even think it was going in that direction, so... I mean, you don't want to be that stage five clinger and say, oh, my God, yeah, we're definitely going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dropping hints and he's out the door. <laughs> so, so at which point, Colin, did you think that you wanted to get married to Robert? Um, It was probably, I would say, like eight to nine months into our relationship, close to a year. Um, and then, I don't I had like rough relationships before, so it was always like if I got close to someone, then they, you know, went the other direction. So I'm like, I don't want to come off too strong and say all this. So, yeah, I mean, it worked out good. (laughs) So were you surprised when he asked you to marry him? I was, yes, definitely. Um, It was funny, though, because where he did it, yeah, (laughs) we went to Indy, um, they have a on the canal. canal, yeah, that river canal walk oh, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay, um, and so we had a place scoped out. Afterwards, he told me that him and Mark went down there. There's a funny story about that. So <laughs> when I told Mark, I said I'm going to ask Carlin to marry me. He's like, Well, where are you going to do it? I said, Well, I'm thinking down in Indy because she lived in Indy for college for a while, and so I'm like, Well, we need to go down there because I I don't know anything about Indy. I know there's a canal and a zoo. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me and Mark ended up, she went to work and me and Mark snuck down to Indianapolis to walk the canal and figure out where's the, the perfect spot. So we rented a bike and we're riding up and down the canal, find the perfect spot. And so then about two months later, me and Carlin go down and I'm going to ask her to marry me. It's the day before her birthday. I told her we're walk the canal and go to the zoo. And so we get down there, we're walking the canal and all of a sudden, I see a bunch of construction equipment. Oh, no. <laughs> Same spot I picked out. <laughs> I, had to, I had talked to Aunt Jamie, and she was going to have Scott go over there and sneak up and take pictures when I asked. 
Well, then I'm trying to nonchalantly text Aunt Jamie and say, hey, I'm going to have to pick a different spot. <laughs> trying to figure everything out. So then we go down and we finally get everything figured out. We're sitting on a bench for a little bit, just trying to pass time, waiting until I seen Uncle Scott come up. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden, Carlin looks at me, and she goes, is that your Uncle Scott? I was like, nope, and we just got to get up and run. <laughs> You're like, you didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to do, but I don't think it works. <laughs> no, I was like, what is going on? I'm like, you just ran away from your uncle. <laughs> I just was going to ask you, where, did you think something was going on, or... At that point, I did, because I was like, are you sure? And he's like, nope, nope, just keep walking, just keep walking. And he was acting all nervous and weird, and I'm like, oh, I was very okay, nervous. what is going on? Because Robert rarely, if ever, gets nervous, and I'm thinking, okay, something's going on. What is he doing? Why is he going through all this trouble? And then I turn around, and he is down on one knee, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember when I asked, there was... Um, couple behind us sitting on a bench and then we just hear cheering and clapping and you know it was a a good moment yeah that's cool that's very nice so so how long had you been dating when you got engaged uh a year and four months okay it was i asked her the day before her birthday did you ask her dad yes i did did you good and how was how was that experience uh, it was easy because I rode the motorcycle to their house and they did not like the fact that I rode the motorcycle there, <laughs> or at least her mom didn't. So then, you know, I could bring up, Hey, can I ask your daughter to marry me? <laughs> and Change the subject. Yeah. There was no more motorcycle talk after that. Yeah. And so were they excited about it? Yes. Yes. They were excited. Yeah. So you get you get engaged and now you're starting to get ready for a wedding. Talk us through that process. What were you thinking, Carlin? Were you like all over it? I mean, did you already have a book ready to go before you even got engaged, where you knew everything? I mean, there's people like that. Right. I'm like the complete opposite of what a normal girl would be. I feel like I have never really thought about a huge wedding or like what it would be like to get married or throw a wedding. So it was kind of just. My cousin helped me a lot. She helped do the decorations and the planning. And my mom, um, we both got together, and she's like, okay, what do you want? Like, how do you, how big do you want the wedding to be? What color scheme do you want? So I basically had only picked out the colors for my wedding when I was younger, and luckily I still liked those colors. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy, but um, I enlisted my cousin, and she just kind of came with me, and we bought a whole bunch of stuff, and figured out a plan and kind of made it work. So I think it all came together pretty, pretty nicely. I, I do. I think I was honored to be part of your wedding. I know at one point you had asked me to officiate the wedding, but the way the rules were in Jasper County in Indiana at the time, I couldn't. Right. But you guys right. still asked me to be part of it, and I was, I was honored to be part of it. So uh, there's a picture floating around somewhere of me yeah. doing arts and crafts up on stage and <laughs> while you guys were doing that. What, what was that? It was like a cross... So instead of doing the unity candle, it was like a cross unity, thing. Yeah, unity cross. Yeah, yeah that's right. I remember I had to practice, put it together, and saying everything. I was, I was nervous. I wanted, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to screw up their wedding. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I, and and you had been a a part of Robert's life before I even knew you because yeah. you went to church with him as he was growing up. So I have a longer relationship with Robert than with you. 
Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when you guys were just, you and Ryan were little kids, and uh, your mom and dad were at church and stuff, so I, I've known him his entire life. Yep. So, so that was great. So, so I remember the wedding was very nice. It was, uh, it was. It was fun. Beautiful. You know, all those reception you know, was fun. Yeah, it was a good. It was good fun. That's for sure. So, where did you go on your honeymoon? Uh, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Great. And so, did you get a cabin? Did you just get in a hotel? What What did you guys do? We rented a cabin for a week. That's nice. In the middle of the mountains. Yeah. I think there was two other cabins around us. Oh, wow. So it was a perfect little peaceful area. Yeah. It was in a, it was like in a little valley, so you had steps to go down, and there was a fire pit and a hammock, and it was really nice. And then we decided to go zip lining through the mountains, too, as like a big hurrah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely afraid of heights, so <laughs> I was like, I want to do this, but I'm also really, really scared. I finally convinced her to do it because I'm a daredevil and I will do anything. Yeah, and so, I do remember that. I remember there's a lemon incident. Yeah. <laughs> we told that it story. Was, it was 63 cents. I remember it. <laughs> so, Carlin, when you when you did it, did you cry before you did it? I would have been in tears scared to do it um i i think i did cry a little bit i get like nervous tears so it's like your eyes well up a little bit right. i didn't pull out cry, but i remember shaking my hands were getting sweaty and like my feet were sweaty and i'm like i'm just gonna do it <laughs> and i remember they they showed you how to like safely jump off and uh -huh. then go and they said do not you know drag your feet or something and i did the complete opposite of what you said to carefully do i like dragged my butt <laughs> but after that it wasn't too, so bad so were you glad you did it at when you got to the end yes definitely oh, it was bad. a lot of fun and something that you know it's kind of once in a lifetime so right. and there's no one else that i'd want to do it with so oh that's it good so after the wedding, you get back, and then life starts. So tell us about how that transition was from, you know, dating and engaged to being married and starting to build your life together. Well, I think it was good at first. I mean, we've always had a pretty solid relationship, I feel like. We don't really argue, and if we do, we get through it together. Um, but I think at first it was trying to figure out the financial situation of everything and how we're going to afford, you know, everything all together, the house, the um, grocery shopping, all that good stuff. Cause we had only lived together, I think a few months before we got married. So we hadn't figured everything out yet. And it was, it was a lot, but we got through it. And that, that is <laughs> a big change when you've got to, you know, put money together and figure out, you know, Where's it going to go? And we, we bought her a house in May and got married in October. Okay. So I I remember when we when we got together and decided we're going to get married, you know, it was time to put money together and start figuring things out. So we both brought our bills to the table and we sat there and I think you did yours first. He had yes. a lot of college loans. Yeah. Yeah, and I had, I had big college loans. That's he had it. big college loans. Then it was time to come to uh, Miss Lisa's bills, who uh, was a lot of credit cards. 
<laughs> he thought I had money. <laughs> I had a nice apartment, a nice car, but I had a lot of bills. <laughs> she, 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 she was faking it till she made it. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> it was, uh, I remember I would slide the first credit card to him and he'd look at it and be like, oh, okay, okay. And then I'd slide another one. And that one process went on for a while. <laughs> and he'd start going, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ours is kind of the opposite. She had a lot of college debt, and yeah. I had a lot of credit card debt from, yep. from college. Trying sure. to commute sure. back and forth five days a week. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's always an interesting time. You're trying to figure it out, and, you know, lots of people have opinions. And, you know, so you're trying to just figure it out the best way you can. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So you get that sort of sorted, and then, you know, you're getting into married life and the routine. So what happens next? Um, so we end up getting pregnant, which took a while, but... <laughs> and we started um, trying right away. It took a good two, two years. years. Um, and while I was... Actually, when I first found out I was pregnant... Um, I was working at St. Joseph's College, which is a smaller college in Rensselaer that's now shut down. Which, <laughs> But um, I found out that they were taking, I worked in the bookstore, and they were going to outsource us, so to speak. So that meant I wasn't going to have insurance for a little while, and we weren't sure how much the paycheck was going to be. So I found out I was finally pregnant, and then it's like, okay, so now what are we going to do with insurance, and how are we going to have a kid, and all that stuff. <laughs> Signing the, what are we doing? Right. Very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but it all worked out. They, I think we ended up getting insured through them pretty quickly because I really didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want to jinx anything. But um, my boss at the time was like, okay, we're going to have to sit down with him and say, look, she's pregnant. She needs insurance before any of this, you know, starts up because I'm sure as anyone knows who's been pregnant, you go through a lot of doctor's appointments. <laughs> if it's not covered through insurance, it's um, it very, very quick. <laughs> and where were you working at the time, Robert? Uh, Roseacre. Oh, okay. I, I just started driving a semi at that point. I've been driving for maybe, maybe a year. Oh, okay. And did you I'm have health here. insurance at your job? Um, I never, I'd always had major medical. Oh, okay. That, at that point, that's when I started going through work, figuring out how much it's going to be, and, and we ended up, because about that time, that's when St. Joe announced they were closing completely. Right. Yeah. So then, after we get all that stuff figured out, then now she, is, again, has no insurance. So, yeah. then we're figuring out through work how I can get put on and... If I have to pay fees to get put on it, you know, not the open enrollment time of year. And right. Just trying yeah. to figure out what was going on. And, and that's that's a stressful time. It that's is. a very stressful situation. <laughs> and and so I, I imagine during that time, the two of you probably had to have a lot of communication to make sure you're understanding of that. Yes, definitely. And I think Robert helped tremendously through that because he's a very calm and centered person, whereas I am very... Um, not high maintenance, but like, ah! <laughs> kind of crazy. The, I'm yeah. the same way where he, you know, he's like, it's going to be fine. And I'm going, how do you know it's going to be fine? <laughs> well, it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's nice to have someone who's grounded and can say, okay, think about this logically. Let's just, it'll be okay. We're going to figure it out. 
Um, Because right after we had her, actually, is when we found out St. Joe was completely closing, that I would not have a job. And I'm thinking, okay, I just had this baby, and now I have to go through interviews and the process of trying to find a new job while trying to console a very colicky baby. Yes, you... (laughs) She, she was a rough one at the beginning with her colic, and I remember, so. you, yes. I believe both of your mothers got lots of phone calls saying, come help. <laughs> I think I even had to call Mark a couple times. <laughs> if you're calling a single guy for help, you know it's tough. <laughs> I remember I was holding her once when we were home for, we were at Pizza King, you know, we all got together. And I yeah. remember just thinking, I don't know how to soothe this baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. It's fun. It's a big learning curve when you have a kid. Oh, goodness. Uh, so are there plans to have any more children? Not right, Not right now, no. Oh, so now this is an improvement. So I, I am I am pro more nieces and nephews having kids. So And I'm, I'm pro, hey, if if you're happy with one. Well, Go with one. <laughs> but this is an improvement. Prior, yeah, it was no it way. Was no more. No way. And God's green earth are we having another kid. Now it's uh, not right now. So they're softening the stance. I, I appreciate this. I appreciate this movement. Uh, and I, the situation has changed again. So now we have the opportunity. We're going to try to get a bigger house. Right now our house is too small for three of us. Yeah. Yeah. So That makes sense. So... So you have uh, Lorelai, and you know she's a bit of a challenge not because she's a bad kid, just because she was, she was baby, college, yeah. right? And then, yeah. and so, and now you get to more of the fun part, right? Where she's a lot more fun to be around, and you get to have fun, and and she's a girly girl. She is a yeah, she's very girly. <laughs> yeah, she's a girly girl, but she can be tomboy at the same time. Yeah, on certain things, she loves to go out and shoot the BB gun. <laughs> Hey, be careful with the BB gun. I've had experience with BB gun, and I shot out a window of a car. You said that. I've never told anybody this, and I'll go ahead and say it. Uh Uh-oh, we're getting getting big news. (laughs) So, we had a BB gun, and uh, one morning, Mom and Dad woke up, and the van window had been broken. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how, but that BB gun may have accidentally uh, missed the target and hit the van window. That's funny. So and you did you didn't know that you did it when it happened? No, I knew. Oh, you knew. Okay. That was me. My I they're like, "What'd you do when I finally told them I did it?" I was what in my 20s? Oh, probably late than 20s. Oh, no, probably more. I don't know. Anyways, I was older. And mom and dad were like, "Well, what did you do when you did it?" I said, "I went and put that gun away and walked away from the scene of the crime." That's what I did. Yeah. And gr- grandma and grandpa were like, "Well, what if one of the boys would have gotten in trouble for it?" And I said, "Well, I'm sure they did something that they should have, you know, gotten in trouble for, so they deserved it." So <laughs> they couldn't believe it was me. They're like, "Of all the kids, we would have never guessed it was you." <laughs> too funny so, yeah. so 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 now you're you know the kid you know Lorelai's grown up and so she's so, what yeah how old is she now? And a half now yeah uh just just close to three and a half yeah. and big just news three. big news i heard she's potty trained now yes that's awesome that's a nightmare experience 
experience too. She, so. she fought that every step of the way, didn't she? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's very headstrong, which is going to be good when she's older. But <laughs> right now, she likes to try mommy's patience. Tries <laughs> everybody's patience. <laughs> but it was weird because it's like, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, do the no panty thing, and it'll work like a breeze." So I did it probably like four or five months ago, and she had a complete meltdown. She was like, "No, I'm not doing it." <laughs> Like, in tears, had me in tears, and I'm like, okay, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. So I was, I was adamant about trying again, and I just said, okay, we're not going to wear diapers, we're not going to wear panties, we're not going to do anything. She goes, okay, I go potty on the big potty. And after that, she was completely potty trained. I'm like, seriously, kid? <laughs> it's like she was ready. Anyway, so. she, she decided that it was time. Yeah, yeah she's a zero to a hundred kid. She, um... Like when she was learning to walk, she could have started walking when she was about seven or eight months old. She did not take her first step until she was 14. Yes. Yeah. Oh because my goodness. She, was, she, she started to take one step and fell. That was it. She didn't want to do it again. <laughs> so she waited. So. She's, she's risk averse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just, that's how she is. And But she's so smart and she talks so clearly. I mean, just. Yeah. You would not even think she's only three and a half. I mean, yeah. it's so funny yeah. to talk to her. I know when you guys were here almost a year ago, um, she loved going up and down the stairs. <laughs> she just, let's go upstairs and then let's go downstairs. <laughs> How many times did you walk those stairs, Robert? Several. <laughs> you got your workout in. You didn't have to do anything. Just follow your kid around. Right. <laughs> I think I think quarantine is actually what helped her get potty trained because we couldn't find diapers. Oh uh, yeah, we were down to, we were down to the last box, and you know that's enough for about three weeks. If that, it seems like sometimes it's good for two weeks. Yeah. Wow. So we were trying to figure out what we were going to do, and it's like, oh, we're just going to have to get potty training a shot one more time. I bet yeah. that uh, saves a lot of money. No diapers. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. bought some for a baby shower. And I couldn't believe how expensive diapers are. Just like for a small pack. It was like yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah. It's like when we first had her, uh, I was still in shipping, making very little money. And then she had to be go on formula. And it's you know, that stuff's $40 a can. And she'd go through one in two days. Ooh. You know, how do you yeah. afford it? See how much money we've it's saved like, not having kids? <laughs> They say, you know, you, some people will be like, oh, well, we're going to wait till we're more financially stable. It doesn't matter how much money you make. <laughs> you're always going to spend more money then, you know. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think you're ever fully ready. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I can't remember if we said you guys has been married five years now? Five and a half years? Five and a half. It'll be six in October. That's awesome. It's, Fly spy. Yes. It does. Trust it, yeah. me. Oh, we, we're yeah. at 20 years, and it's just, we can't believe it that it's yeah. been 20 yeah. years already. It just, they just start ticking off, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's fun, and it's, it's enjoyable, but they do. They just start ticking off, and yep. they go fast. That's for sure. Yep. yep. All right. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story with us. We're back with Robert and Carlin Hurd, and it's time for the 10 questions. 
All right. Our first question is, and both of you can answer this. If money were no object, what would your dream vacation be? Mine would be to go to Paris, France. I know I've always wanted to just see the Eiffel Tower and movies make it seem so romantic. Yes. <laughs> I think it would be fun to just go there and do whatever you wanted. <laughs> That's cool. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Oh, really? They have everything there, just, you know, the grassy hills, mountains, they got a little bit of everything. That's a cool and answer. We haven't heard that one. It's place in the world with no poisonous or venomous animals. Oh, really? Ooh, I, I like that idea. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. As much. <laughs> there you go. If there was no chance of failure, what would your dream job be? I've always wanted to run a business, a restaurant, yeah. business, anything like that. Yeah. Oh. Gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I really don't know. Another odd one I would do would be an animal rescue. Oh, yeah. I love all kinds of animals, so. I, yeah. I like the restaurant one. I, I'm the same way. We've always thought that would be so fun, but yeah. I know it would be <laughs> way too much work. <laughs> all right, yeah. the next one. If you knew that your next meal was going to be your last, what would you choose to eat? I would probably have to go with tacos. Tacos? <laughs> yeah. Mine would probably be meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Oh, oh wow. nice hearty homemade meal yep comfort yeah. food yeah, oh, yeah that makes a lot of sense all right and i know the answer to this one before i even ask this question what is your favorite fast food restaurant it's changed oh it's mine would be firehouse stubs oh, okay okay and what'd you say robert firehouse is probably up there um i might have to go with freddy's really oh. Now, yeah. We thought he was going to say Taco Bell. I was going to say Taco Bell because I remember in high, you know, when you were in high school and stuff, you guys yeah. would drive to Lafayette just to get Taco Bell. And when I remember when we were living in Only Illinois, oh yeah, we had a Taco Bell, and they were so excited <laughs> when they came to visit. We had a Taco Bell. I I would have lost money on that one. You would have. Yeah. Well, with my with my new job, uh, when I get off, it's around two in the morning. So the only place open is Subway and Taco Bell. So in the last year, I've had a lot of Taco Bell in this <laughs> you, you get over it a little bit? After a while. I'm over it for a while. Oh, that's funny. Um, thinking about your spouse, what is your biggest pet peeve? Mine is we have this little, like, side table in our living room, <laughs> and he never picks up his drink cups. So every morning, I have to come and pick up his drink cups. <laughs> Put them in the sink or throw them away. I'm like, seriously, I feel like I'm picking up after. <laughs> I call this my magic table. I've got a magic sink. Yeah. I get home from work. I have a drink. I fall asleep in the recliner because Lorelai has to go sleep in Mommy and Daddy's bed since Daddy's not there. So I fall asleep in the recliner. I wake up and my stuff's already cleaned up. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> and then I go to bed. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to I have a magic sink. I put the dishes in the sink, and somehow they magically end up back in the cabinet clean. I don't know how it happens, but I'm not going to ask. Exactly. <laughs> now that I'm working outside of the home, though, he's had to be a little more part of that magic sink. <sighs> I've, I've learned more about it than I, I want to know. Well, see, now that she's, she's been stuck at home while I've been working this whole time, so now it's kind of back to... 
she's been doing a lot more dishes and yeah so everything was kind of split up 50 50 so what is your biggest pet peeve for her uh she's too hard on herself oh, if something's well. not perfect she's you know yeah. upset a lot and it's, yeah, you, you know, and there's, sometimes. yeah, there's certain personalities that are like Lisa's like I that. Be, like if I think, like if if we're going home and say I have a a plan in my head of how the trip's gonna go, if it doesn't go to my plan, I get upset. Yeah, and he's, he's like, just go with it. It's not a big deal, you know. So uh, I, I feel like you learn that truck driving a lot too. Is you can't predict what other people are gonna do. You get stuck in the traffic, Jamie. You just got to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do a whole lot. Yep. Can't do a whole lot. All right. uh, Next question. Aside from spending time with family, if you had one day left to live, what would you do? I would go to the mountains and just hike and just think about my life. Like what I did, what was good, what was bad, what I could have changed, all that stuff. Uh, One thing I've always wanted to do but I know no one would let me, is bull riding. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. That's I one of the see, best answers, yeah. I can see Robert doing that. You know, got... If you get hurt and it's, you know, no big deal, it's the end of the Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's funny. Um, Let's see. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh... I, I remember a teacher once told me no one's going to pay you to look out a window, so pay attention. <laughs> and you and get now paid. You, you look out a window. <laughs> paid to look out windows. That's right. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm always told because I was never a huge person that liked kids growing up that I would never become a mother, and if I did, I would not be good at it. By yeah, it's interesting how those sort of formative things that people tell us that we're like, well, wait a second. Yeah, I can do that. I'll show you. Yeah. Let me show you. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Mine's probably to, I mean, it's cliche, but to treat everyone the way you want to be treated. Because I find now in my adult life, looking back, saying, okay, hold up do you really want to treat someone like that? Would you want to be treated that same way? Yes. So kind of puts me in my place. Mine's probably just to go with the flow, you know, change what you can and then just keep going with what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mine was a teacher. <laughs> yeah. And then I, realized I don't like kids that much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard people say, I like my kids, but I don't like other people's kids. <laughs> yeah. My mom always said, I don't know why you want to be a teacher. You can't even stand to be in the same room as a child. I'm like, it sounded like fun. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I love kids. I've always, I've, I even wanted to be a nanny when I grew, when I grew up. But oh, wow. I don't want my own children. I love other people's kids, right. but I don't want mine. Say, when I was little, I think I wanted to be uh, a chef. Oh. Yeah. That's a cool answer. Yeah, you had a good friend whose parents owned a restaurant, and so that's probably you know a lot oh, of yeah, those connections. Devons, yeah. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in the kitchen of the restaurant, so. Right. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite TV show, Alone and Together? 
My favorite TV show of all time is Gilmore Girls, which is how Lorelai got her name. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, my favorite TV show would probably be Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. Uh, I really don't watch much TV. It's just no? on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then what about together? Do you guys watch a show together uh, on a regular basis? Uh, a lot of kids shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how is your I'm... Paw Patrol library? <laughs> That's one she never really got into. No, oh. she she does she likes it, but she doesn't like to watch it. Yeah, oh, okay. It's very young. <laughs> um, we did just start watching Married at First Sight together. Oh, I love like, that show. I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, Robert's not going to like it. And he walked in, and he was instantly attached to the TV. And I'm like, oh, man, I was addicted. It's just so, because it's so it's so odd. I, I don't know how people can do that. I know. I would never do it myself, but I, like, find myself rooting for him, like, oh. Yes. Yeah, and the ones who are still together, because I've watched every single season. What season are you guys on? Uh, I started at the newest one. Yeah. Nine. It's on Netflix, oh, okay. so never. But, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, Definitely. I love that show. Yeah. He thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. rooting for certain couples. Yeah. yeah. And the ones are like, we can tell it's not going to work. So. Yep. <laughs> to me, it's like you're watching a train wreck about to happen, and you know it's going to wreck. And everyone's, st- everyone's still like, no, it's going to be great. Come on aboard. I don't understand that. Like when quarantine first started, and we all started watching Tiger King. Oh, yeah. I, I have not watched it, but hey, he did. Listen, it's all Carol Baskin's fault. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, what about your favorite movie, Alone and Together? Mine would probably have to be the trilogy. I love watching The Lord of the Rings. Okay. I'll watch it two or three times every year. Really? Yep. Mine's probably Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh, I've never seen that one. Very, yeah, that one's a good one. It's very much like my younger days. <laughs> <laughs> I know when we uh, moved in together, we were cleaning out my uh, closet of my apartment and he's, of course, we already talked about all my credit cards. He's pulling clothes out of the closet. And he's going, these still have tags on them. <laughs> yes. And not just one. Uh, multiple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and what about a movie together that you guys like? Probably the Avengers series. Oh, yeah. Any of those movies. Okay. All right, here's our final question for you. Who said I love you first? I would be me. Yep. Yeah. Another man. There's yeah. been so many men, and I love right. it. Yeah. So how long after you started dating did you, did you tell her that you loved her? I feel like it was probably about a month. Okay. So pretty quick. Yeah. And, and And did you, Carlin, did you respond right away, or did it take you some time, or...? I did. I did. I'm, I'm pretty sure I responded right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was at least within that same night. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was eight years ago, so. Right. <laughs> exactly. Could all be fuzzy. Yeah, it was close enough, right? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, a lot of men. We, we were finding that. Yeah, lots of men. I love it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for answering our questions. We're back with Robert and Carlin. We've got a few follow-up questions for them. Why don't you go first? You have right. more than I do. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to the most as your life? You know, you look forward to your life. What are you looking forward to the most? 
retirement. <laughs> <laughs> we do too. <laughs> yeah. You're much farther away than we are. So yeah. But realistically for me it's just watching Lorelai grow up and seeing what kind of a woman she's going to turn into and how much influence we've had in her life and then just being able to experience family vacations together. Yeah. That was always a big thing for me growing up is going on family vacations and just spending lots of family time together. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, what advice would you have for other couples, like just starting out? Uh, make sure you talk everything through. Oh. Don't go to bed angry. It's yeah. very true. Yeah. And don't get mad over stupid stuff. I know it's easier said than done, but there's so much stuff that, like, gets me irrationally angry, and I just have to walk away and then come back, and I'm completely fine, you know? Just... Yeah, some, sometimes you think about it and you're like, why am I mad? You know, yeah, and, yeah. and I know I've said this before, but Tim has, you know, we don't hardly argue either. Um, he, he always says, uh, he thinks to himself, is this going to matter in five years? Is this yeah. worth fighting about? And it, yeah. it usually is. It's usually something very dumb, you know, that we're yeah. arguing about. And that's why she wins most of the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're inconsequential and yeah. it doesn't really matter. So, um, what was your? You said you went to a movie on your first date, your first real date, and we went to a movie. Yeah. What was your movie? What movie did you see on your first date? Do you remember? We. I remember it was a war movie, but I honestly can't remember what movie it was. I don't. I don't remember. Oh my god. Well, I just thought of another question. Did he at least buy you a drink and popcorn? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, good for you, dinner. Robert. And, I, hey, yeah. my funds were not at that place at that time. <laughs> I was poor. Um, at the restaurant, we went to my buddy's restaurant, so I'm, I'm pretty sure he gave me like a half-off discount or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saved a little money for popcorn. Yep. I remember when, uh, when we were like, really together and married and says, you know, you're out of the newlywed stage when you're, when you're excited about coupons. <laughs> We're like, I have a coupon to the restaurant. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah. When the first time you go on your anniversary dinner and you have a coupon you're taking with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you're an old married couple then. All right. Here's my last question. So Robert, do you remember when you guys were in high school and you know, stuff and we come over for game night and I would pepper you and you and Ryan with, What's your five-year plan? What, what you doing? Do you remember how did I frustrate you with that all the time when I would ask you guys all those questions and you guys would be, I just, just drill you about what are you going to do? Not me. It may have got to Ryan, but never, never bothered me any. No? Okay. I was just curious because I remember I'd come in there, what are you doing? What, what's your plan? What are you going to do? How are you, you going to make that? I, remember, <laughs> I do remember me and Ryan would joke about it yeah. because I've got my Grandma and Grandpa Herb were living with us because they were having a bunch of health problems. So me and Ryan were sharing a room again in high school. And it was always the, oh, Aunt Lisa and Uncle Tim were coming. You better get your five-year plan together. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I made you think about it ahead of time. So, uh, I don't know. Well, and I love that, uh, like, you've done this to all the nieces and nephews that are at that age, you know. And they'll some of them will call him for advice. And yeah. it, it, it means a lot to him that they, you know, trust his opinion and 
Uh, so I think that's really cool. Maybe it's just I gave so much unwarned, unasked for advice over the years that they're like, well, he he's got an opinion on everything. I'll just yeah. ask him. You know, <laughs> so, someone will text me. Can I talk to Uncle Tim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Really enjoyed having you this week. I yeah, hope you had a so good fun. good time. time for the news all right what you got for me this week? this week we have a love story despite corona i love a good love story that's right so this takes place in kaysville utah so it's two widows so a widow and a widower so enoch is 76 and Anne is 83 okay. now enoch came out of a 50-year marriage and enoch out of a 60-year marriage wow they both lost their spouses and after some time passed, their friends, they had mutual friends, they didn't know each other, set them up on a blind date and said, you should go out. And so they went out on a, uh, uh, like a Christmas couples date on December 9th. Yeah. And just hit it off and fell in love, got engaged on leap year day, February 29th this year. And then they got married on April 24th. Oh, how cute. And uh, and the pictures, they were just cute together. You know, Can like you imagine, like, in your mid-80s, going on a date for the, you know, your first date with somebody? In probably 60 years. Yeah. That's, that's a, you know, it's got to be a little crazy wow. thinking about Scary, that. Scary, I'm sure. Absolutely. But just for those of you maybe out there listening, think I'll never find love. If they can find love in a pandemic at 80, average of 80 years old, you can do it too. Yeah, that's sweet. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. We want to thank Robert and Carlin Hurd for being our guests this week. And you can follow us or leave your feedback on Facebook or Instagram at Not Just an Old Married Couple. And if you have a couple that you uh, know that would like to share their love story, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to have them on the podcast. Uh, we have a few that have been a little hesitant uh, to come on because they say, oh, I'm not a talker. Um, Really, it's just it's just a conversation. I mean, we really we end up having a great time. It's a conversation um, among four friends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good time. Our new episodes are released on Wednesday mornings at six a.m. Eastern on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts for free. Please like and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And help us spread the word about our podcast by sharing it on Facebook with your friends and telling your friends about the podcast. Uh, join us next week for another fun episode about couples because everyone needs some joy in their lives, and I believe this can bring it to them. Absolutely. Have a great weekend and keep your relationship strong. Thanks for recording with me. I love you. I love you too, honey. Mm -hmm.